Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 2-2. And a swing and a bouncer. Right side. Chavis has it. He throws the third and he throws it away. It trickles past Hayes into foul territory. Dini's up and headed home. He will score. And Veerling is in to second. As the throwing error for the Pirates will gift the Phillies the lead here in the 10th inning. It's 2-1. to one. Send that clip to the Hall of Fame. Thing of beauty. Good morning, everybody. With my pal Jody McDonald, I am Glenn Mack now on a warm, toasty Sunday morning where we celebrate another Phillies win. Jody Mack, a sloppy one, tied after nine for the second straight day. And then the Pirates starts throwing the balls around like a bunch of little leaguers, and the Phillies win 2-1 to one in 10 you take that, right, Joe? You're happy with that. Can I start the show with a request? Uh, sure. Can we get Kyle Quinn to play that again? The the cut? Yeah. Hear it again. There, there's a specific word in there okay. that I want to hear. I didn't know if Scott Fransky used or not. And even listening to it, I'm still not sure. Right, so if, if Kyle could play that again. Two two. And a swing and a bouncer right side. Chavis has it. He throws to third and he throws it away. It trickles past Hayes into foul territory. Didi's up and headed home. He will score. And Veerling is in to second. As the throwing error for the Pirates will gift the Phillies the lead here in the 10th inning. It's 2-1. to one. So I'll ask you, Glenn. Did he say give the Phillies the lead? No. Or gift the Phillies the lead? Gift. He used gift. the word yes. gift as a verb. And the word is 100% accurate because that's exactly what the Phillies got there. A massive gift. And as you asked me, yeah, did they kind of back into this one last night? Yeah, sure they did. Sometimes the breaks go your way. Sometimes they go against you. Uh, I'm sure you saw the play earlier in the week when uh, uh, Bryson Stott pulled the ball down the first baseline. Yeah. And it had to hit something. It took a right-hand <laughs> turn past the first I baseman. Don't know. I don't know how physics work on that particular uh, hit ball, but yes. Holy mackerel. Yeah. I've never seen a ball take a bounce like that yep. before. So sometimes the bounces go your way, and sometimes they go against you. Last night, the Pirates were more than a bad bounce off a rock or a bottle top or whatever the hell it hit uh, earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, they got a little bit of a gift. Guess what? You take it. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Thank you very much. Take the W. Move into sole possession of the last playoff uh, spot. Thank you very much. You got it. Uh, and then they gave him another gift because in the bottom of the 10th, the Pirates have their ghost runner on second base, O'Neill Cruz. Good rookie, but not this time. Uh, and he gets picked off. So, as you suggest, a sloppy win is a win. The Phils are a game ahead of the Cardinals now, uh, and they're a game a half behind the Padres for that second wild card spot. They won four games in a row. Jody, baseball fever, catch it. I'll take it. Um, okay. We know the series that they just had against the Cubs. Everyone thought, all right, coming home, the Cubs stink. Now we'll really get some momentum. And they lose three straight games. And all of the games were close. All the games could have gone either way. Guess what? They all went against the Phillies. These three games in Pittsburgh, an 8 nothing game that becomes 8-7, and two extra inning games, they couldn't be any closer when, when you look at it after all 27 or 27-plus outs have been registered. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how you got there. Give me the end result. Was it a W or an L? They didn't get any W's against the Cubs. They've now turned around and done exactly what they needed to do. A well below 500 team. You got to just find ways to win the games, and the Phillies have done that in the first three games in this series and go for a sweep today.
Okay, so some some things that actually did impress. It was Ranger Suarez night, and the uh, man, I thought uh, after three innings, that lefty might toss a no-hitter. 38 pitches in the first three innings, 30 of them strikes. Um, no hits, no walks. It didn't happen. Bottom of the fourth, a hit and a walk. But he kept him from scoring. I think he had a bat or two. So he goes six, Jody. Allows three runs, one walk, no runs. Uh, and they take him out after a, a whopping 84 pitches. Now, they won the game. This is baseball. I know he came off the IL two weeks ago. But, boy, did they really need to take him off out after 84 pitches? He's he's just been great. Go. I know what you're going to say, so go ahead and say what you're going to say. I know uh-huh. what you're going to say. Um, in 2022, That's your answer you're... is yes. Yes. In, 2020, in uh, 2002, maybe not. In yeah. uh, 1982, definitely not. But the game is what it is today, Glenn. I know. Still drives me crazy. The guy's doing so well. I'm enjoying watching him pitch. And it's like, nah, we're going to take him out. We're going to go to the bullpen. But yes, this is this is this is what the game is, and and I know that. All right, now stop me if you've heard this one before, Jody Mack. But Nick Castellanos goes over four, strikes out in the first with the bases loaded, grounds out in the third with two runners on, strikes out again in the eighth with a runner on first. That's six six base runners he left. He is now the five hole hitter. Do you, A, Jody, leave him alone, B, move him down in the lineup, or C, say, uh, let's sit a spell? He's was the three. Now he's the five. You're suggesting make him the seven. Uh, you I'm can only go down make him the bench. <laughs> you can only go down so far in the lineup. And then you're right. The other alternative is uh, Nick. Yeah, we got to do something else here for at least a period of time. Uh, I I love the fact that we get a chance to talk to as uh, many as people as we do on the weekends. I do it on Monday and Tuesday nights here on WIP, and people get annoyed real fast, and I get that. They got annoyed real fast at Alex Bohm, and we're ready to. You remember in spring training when uh, Bryson Stott was going to be the starting third baseman? Alex Bohm was going to start the year at AAA. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd send him to the Iron Pigs. Uh, Alex Bohm has been their best offensive player for the entire month of July, as a matter of fact. And another guy who falls into that category is Corey Kniebel. Oh, I got it. What a bum this guy is. How did we make him our highest paid reliever? Get him the hell out of here. They wanted him designated for assignment. Oh, by the way, he pitched two shutout innings and has really turned it around these last five or six weeks. And his ERA is now below three. Uh, So, yes, uh, people are ready to pull the plug early. I can't say I blame him about Castellanos, but four more years, four more years and $80 million, GMAC. Joe, I'm not talking about, you know, give him the DFA and stick him on a Amtrak. I'm talking about you're really in a bad slump, okay? They've tried to let him fight his way out of the slump. It would not be the first time in sports where they say, and I don't always believe it, but it's what they say, we're going to try to take the pressure off him for a few days and let him watch the game. That's all I'm saying. I understand, and, and it's probably something that Rob Thompson is considering, but here's the other thing you must also consider. Glenn Mack now? More yes. O'Double? You're in? No. <laughs> Veerling. Give me Veerling. Oh, oh, okay, if Veerling moves to right to take over for yeah. Castellanos, yeah. guess who's going into center field, G-Mac? Uh, wait, where's Moniac these days? <laughs> you know what? You're right. I didn't think. God, That's part Jody, of the problem. Hey, well, here's the answer, Jody. I've got the answer. The answer is, as you and I sit here today, we are 56 hours away from the trade deadline. We've said, and I want to talk about that. They made a trade yesterday. We'll get to in a second. Um, actually, let's talk about that trade first, and then we'll get into what else they could do. Okay. After the game, they send down Johan Camargo to Lehigh Valley and announce that they have acquired Soto. So- oh, no, Sosa. I'm sorry. You know what? I heard, I, heard, I heard the trade, and I literally, I like, for, I saw the so, and I was like, "Oh my God, Soto!" For a fraction of a second, watch Soto. There's, you know, that there's a famous story that Charles Barkley tells. Um, that I don't know if it's true or if he's just pulling our legs. But when he was on the Sixers and they traded for Charles Shackleford, oh Shaq, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and oh, the absolutely. GM Barkley's home sleeping, and the GM wakes him up. I forget who the GM was at the time, but he wakes him up. It wasn't Lineham. Um, and he says, uh, Charles, uh, we got Shaq, or at least Charles hears, we got Shaq. 
and Charles is jumping up and down and dancing like, oh, my God, we're going to we're gonna win it. And the GM says, like, you understand I'm talking about Charles Shackelford, right? Not Shaquille O'Neal. So for a brief moment yesterday, I thought Soto. But no, Jody, it is Edmundo Sosa. He of a 189 batting average and 515 OPS and apparently a, a tremendous glove. I don't know him. I know as a rookie, his stats were better. Last year as a rookie, he had 271. That's fine. The OPS of uh, 731. So maybe he's hoping he's going to do it. Other than that, explain to me why you, you add a guy hitting 189. The only question I have for Charles, other than uh, live-related, that he's sticking with the NBA and not going to live golf, is yes, who he actually had more disdain for. Um, Armin Gilliam or Charles Shackelford. He never really liked he, either one of those two guys that he shared a front line yeah, with here yeah, in yeah, Philadelphia. I didn't like him at all. Yeah. Uh, no, not a little bit. Um, I, I, I don't get it. It doesn't real. Uh, you talk about moving the needle is a phrase that we probably use too much these days. Edmundo Sosa does not move the needle an inch. Mm-mm. It doesn't really add up unless there's another deal yet to come that I don't see how Edmundo Sosa is going to affect that deal for the Phillies to get better in an area of need. They've got enough marginal middle infielders, one of which is Stott, who you're hoping is going to develop into something more than that. you got Segura coming back within days, who you're going to have to find a way to get into the lineup. Other than Jojo Romero hasn't quite lived up to what they may have thought of as an organization. They just think he's never going to be anywhere. Here's my uh, – you'll remember this, Mac, because, you know, you and I have done some shows together over the years. One or two. I'll give you my uh, best – uh, yes, I'll give you my best the link from the Mod Squad imitation. <laughs> the Amando Sosa trade, eh? Oh, I remember Link used to say solid, solid. Uh, but not in this case. It is. It's a. It's a meh. It's a heh. It's yeah. a what? So you got and you mentioned him. Um, when Segura comes back, you got to clear a roster spot. So you got Segura, Stott, Didi, Bohm at third. Uh, you still have Yairo Munez on the roster, and now Sosa. Teams don't carry that many infielders. Something's got to go. Is it Jody precursor to a move? I hope so, but I surely don't know so. I, again, the needle. Sosa if you saw, is if a you no saw so? it move, if you saw the the needle move, oh, it has since stopped. It moved momentarily <laughs> and then came back to rest rather quickly. Yeah, I've so had, I, I've had that problem in my old age. Oh, so I don't. I got no idea what Dombrowski's up to, but this to me doesn't even factor in. I'm glad. I will say this: that they kept Munoz. Um, and again, guys who don't move the needle, Munoz or Camargo. Um, I, when Munoz plays, he just seems to bring in energy. Mm-hmm. That the overall energy of the team changes. I would not say that about Camargo, and neither one of them are that overall good that you say, wow, they're going to make a difference. So I'm glad at least momentarily uh, Munoz is here. But if you ask me what I think they're going to do when Segura gets activated, it's going to be sent out Yair Munoz again. So uh, even for this short period of time, I'm not sure what Dombrowski's up to. Yeah, okay. So – the trade deadline is two days away. I screwed up my math yesterday. It's uh, Tuesday night, 6 p.m. I think it's Tuesday. four. It was four? Okay, yeah. yesterday I was told six. Vince, do me a favor. Five. I've been wrong on this already. See if I'm wrong again. Anyway. Tuesday at four, I'm pretty sure. Tuesday at four. Okay. Pretty quiet. Um, the big trade was Luis Castillo from the Reds to the Mariners for a, a bucket of prospects. Um, and that was... Kind of two nights ago. I guess they wrapped it up yesterday. It was two nights ago. It kind of came out. Other than that, not much going on. I will just tell you, Jody, what the Phillies did. Remember that great run the Phillies had, of course, back uh, more than a decade ago. Um, on those those years, 2009, and I think it was on this day. It might have been yesterday. but it, uh, it, I, I always recall Ruben would make the deals two days before the deadline. Right, the 29th. He mentioned it on yeah. the broadcast the other Tuesday day. Tuesday at That's, 6. Okay. Is it Tuesday 6? Six? Okay, yeah. then I'm wrong. I apologize. That's all right. You were thinking uh, uh, mountain time. Okay. Uh, it was always the 29th, which I guess was two days ago. But Ruben, in 2009, got Cliff Lee from Cleveland. Pretty good. Yep. 2010, Roy Oswalt from Houston. Yep. 2011, Hunter Pence from Houston. Not as dramatic, but it helped him. So 
we got a lot of rumors, Jody. I'm curious where they are now, which is in that third wild card spot, pushing up toward um, San Diego. Game ahead of the Cardinals. I guess the Giants are still hanging around, right? Those those would be the teams you're kind of dealing with here. How committed, Jody Mack, should Dave Dombrowski be to this year's team? Which I guess the question is, who would you not trade among those top prospects for somebody who can help you now? I'm not talking a rental player because you're not you're clearly right. not going to trade a good prospect for a rental player, but for a guy who you would have control for this year, next year, maybe the year after. And Dave Dombrowski did come out and directly say that they're not going to be a major player for the top rental players. They're just not going to do that. It, last year you saw he did. He got Gibson, a guy who has been part of the rotation this year, so is it going to be a two-year plan? And he's trying to do exactly the same again this year. I, I'm not sure if I mentioned him here with you last week. I know I did on my show uh, on Monday or Tuesday night. Uh, I got two names I'm going to give you, Mac. One is a rental, but he's not going to cost a whole hell of a lot. Uh, and the other is a uh, guy who's got uh, two years to run on his contract after this one. But both come with major uh, qualifications. The first one is Madison Bumgarner of the Arizona. Denver. I heard you say that, and I love that idea. You, well, you go ahead, but I will yeah. tell you, it has my endorsement before you even get into the details. And I'm glad to hear that, and I do mean what I say, but there is a major qualifier. Madison Bumgarner is going to have to want to come here. Um, he was a free agent the same year. Wheeler was available. I was perfectly fine if the Phillies signed either of those two guys. They got Wheeler. Bumgarner went to Arizona because... He's a horse guy, and he's got his own ranch out there in Arizona. He rides every day. He uh, considers himself a bit of a cowboy, and that's why he signed there. Where's he I, from? Is he from out there? No, you know what he, he's from? You know he's from, Mac? North Where? Carolina, oh. which Philadelphia is a hell of a lot closer, closer to North Carolina than San Francisco or Arizona are, where yeah. he spent his entire career. I don't know if he has any desire to come back to the East Coast or not. Uh, I would want an, a, at least a phone conversation, if not a face-to-face uh, -face sit-down, if I'm Dombrowski. I need to know he's he's buying in, that he wants to get back to the postseason. Glennie's one of the best postseason pitchers oh. in the history ever. of baseball. At, right, not correct. the last 10 years, 20 years, the, ever one ever. of the best postseason and, pitchers. And in more than one postseason. It wasn't just like a fluke. Jody, you, right. could, take him to the, you could take him to see the horses. I'll take him to, yeah, oh, if he I wants to go up to parks anytime, Delaware Park, I'll drive him all go. over the place. Yeah, wherever he wants to go, yeah. he and I can go. There That's go. not a problem, but I all think right. he Cole actually Dabrowski. I think he actually kind of liked riding them himself rather oh, than oh, betting them betting on him like me. He riding them. Oh, yeah, he well, does, I, don't I guess. I don't know so, if you can help him there. Uh, but he's he wouldn't cost you the – it all depends on what uh, John Middleton wants to do because – $21 million this year, so he's got whatever's left on his contract. 21 next year, and then a uh, $12 million deal on the last year's contract comes back down a little bit. He's not pitching to that, those numbers. He's not earning his salary. He's having an okay year, not a $20 million-plus pitcher year. So you should be able to get him if you just tell Arizona you'll take all the money. You should be able to get him for a song, mm -hmm. but... Does he want to come here? If right. he doesn't, thank you, no, pass. Just move on to the next guy on your okay. list because I don't want him if he doesn't I, want I to do be love here that be name. dedicated. I heard you say it, and I, it has my endorsement. Who's your second? If the Boston Red Sox are being real with themselves, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. And They've I read last backwards. night that they are now in seller's mode. Right. Yeah. Um, and, again, comes with a qualifier. Michael Walker has pitched pretty well for them. He mm -hmm. was – Damn good with the Cardinals. He was solid with the Mets. Uh, he went to uh, the, the Red Sox this year. He was pitching well before he got hurt. He is coming back off the IL. He's supposed to be able to pitch by the first week of August, which is now, what, 48 hours away. Um, so I would need to know what the medicals are and what the issue was and can you count on him to make eight, nine, ten starts during the last two months of the season. If he is... I'd give up a solid prospect. You know who I'd give up? That Edmund Sosa 
If uh, no. the Red Sox oh, want him, yeah. I'll turn around and flip him. They yeah, got uh, Trevor Story broke a bone in his uh, uh, wrist last night. They're yeah. oh, starting right? second baseman, yes. Right. So if they need a middle infielder, if they think Yairo is that much better, I'll give him Yairo. Let him pick. Who do you want, Edmundo or uh, Yairo? F- feel free to select your middle <laughs> infielder, and we'll take Michael so Walker. So they Walker. Um, there was one other name I was hoping you were going to mention because you, uh, having grown up a Mets fan, would certainly know what this guy's up to. He's no longer on the Mets, but he appears healthy, and I hear he's on the market. Thor. Yeah, Syndergaard is back, and he's pitched solid baseball this year, overpaid because he got paid on the come. Um, When he was great. Right, and the Angels, well, he's been great, but he's also been hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great when he doesn't pitch. No, Uh, he's pitched. Listen, before this year, between 20, well, 2020 was was the COVID year. But, yeah, he pitched two innings in 2021, nothing in 2020, 80 innings this year, and he's doing, you know, decently, doing well. Right. Um Again, it all depends on the price, uh, and I don't think the Angels can ask for a lot uh, because uh, he is he is the pure rental. See, here's the problem. Dombrowski kind of spoke out against rentals, and I know Waka's a rental and uh, Syndergaard the rental because he signed just a one-year deal. Uh, would, uh, would have interest in him. He doesn't throw as hard as he did when he was a Mets. He was a 9,900 guy. Now he's a 93, 94 guy. Um, but he's, he's solid, and I would certainly have interest if the price were right. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are some names, and we'll see what happens. Uh, who would you not trade? Anybody? Is it is like Painter, Abel? Are you they off the table for the Jody yeah. Mack team? They are. Th- those are the two. Okay. That's it. And that's where the line is drawn. Yeah. Those are it. the two guys. Ohapi is having a really nice year, but they've still got years locked into Riamuto, and Marchand looks like he can be a, a backup shoot. Stubbs might be the backup here for the next couple of years with the way he's playing. Um, so any of the other top prospects, I would be willing to move. Um, if there was an outfielder that was a stone-cold given to be a Philly starting outfielder at some point, I would say, no, you shouldn't trade him either. I don't think they have that guy. Mm-hmm. So it's the two starting pitchers because, uh, yeah, but you're going to blink, and if uh, Philly's going and need them both in their rotation, if not next year or the year after. So I wouldn't give up on either of those two guys. I agree. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Hey, uh, prize today for the best caller of the day, $50 gift card to Shive Vintage Sports, um, where there is a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or visit them at shibesports.com. Coming up in the next segment, we will get into these. want to grab some calls early uh, today. We're going right up to Phillies. Pirates, the closer of the series, we will be um, doing leading off at 1230. By the way, two great interviews today. Don't go anywhere because Jody Mack and I have Brian Baldinger at 11, and Jody will kind of run through the NFC contenders, see what Baldy thinks about that. And then at noon, the coach, Dick Vermeil. Dick gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame next Saturday. Uh, going out to Canton this week. Uh, I know Ray's going to go with him. His friends are going to go with him. He's going to be there next Saturday. Jody, emotion's going to flow, right? We know that? I think that's a foregone conclusion, don't you? Yeah, I think he'll tell us that. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, and it's great. So we have the coach uh, coming up at noon, but we want to hear from you. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we will get into the Eagles. And Jody, I hope I don't start a civil war on this station with what I'm going to say when we come back, which is I don't particularly worry about the stats of Jalen Hurts at practice. I'll see how you feel. Don't 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 answer yet. I'll see how you feel and see how our callers feel. 215-592-9494. With Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In this city, it feels like every year the media thinks that we're really good, we end up being And every year the media thinks we're going to we end up being really good. So um, I prefer not to listen to what everybody thinks you look like on paper. That is Eagle Center Jason Kelsey, the most popular man in the Delaware Valley. Uh, and by the way, I think, Jody, the word that was taken out was mediocre. I think that's the word. Really? Yeah, I, I thought it was, was something cool. else. Yeah. Oh, maybe. A little cynical by the way, the guy that I am. I was listening to Channel 6 News the other night, and they ran this clip. And they forgot to cut. And they didn't the beep it. Really? They, they beeped the first one, and not the second one. Oh, yeah! It's like somebody fell asleep. Anyway, at the wheel. Yikes! Uh, but that is him, and I get it. And you know, I remember going in 2017. Nobody thought they were going to be good, and then going in 2018. Of course, everybody after the Super Bowl win, everybody thought they would be good. But there you go. And and he makes a point, and I think it's kind of right. And my the point he makes, and I'll see if you agree with it, is. I think I used to say this with you back when we worked together oh, 20-something years ago. Nobody knows nothing. Um, well, here's what's not true. We're going to have Brian Baldinger on 11. He knows a lot. Um, but generally, generally, when we're looking and making NFL predictions at this time of the year, you're just throwing a dart in the dark because you don't know who's going to get hurt, and you don't know who's going to bust out, and the Eagles have these rookies, and... I don't know. Maybe you disagree with me, but I think it's um, – I think I agree with Jason Kelsey. I'll just put it that way. I think Jason is guilty of what most Philadelphia Eagle fans do and are, and that's overstating it. Uh, every time the Eagles media think the Eagles are going to be good, they stink, and every time they think they stink, they – no, that's not the case. Sometimes the media gets it right, both ends, both good – and bad. Sometimes they're woefully off. That, that That's where your we don't really know comes in. Yeah, it can work either way. I think most times people are at least in the neighborhood and or close. I think in this town uh, is kind of different in that those people that get to those diametrically opposite ends go way too far. Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts is a joke. You, can't, you know the answer is somewhere in the middle, but people love to get to one of the ends here yeah. in Philadelphia, okay. either blatantly overly optimistic or Negadelphia to the nth degree. And by the way, I, I imagine, I've lived in other markets, and I think that's not just unique to Philadelphia, but this is where we are and this is what we care yeah, about. Yeah, but it's and more it's more so here than a it lot may of be. other markets. We are an emotional fan base. That's yes. true. Um, and I don't want to start a spat with my friend, WIP's Elliot Shore Parks, who does a fine job. But I think we're all making too much out of practice. I think we watch it, and I'm not saying we don't know what we're seeing. And listen, Elliot's down there all the time. I really respect that. I respect the acumen of the people who are watching it. But after two or three days, I think 
everyone is kind of jumping to conclusions. Um, Jody, I don't care how Jalen Hurts looks the first two days of practice. It's July. They're running some of those plays out there for the first time ever. They're experimenting. They're trying stuff. They're having him work on his weaknesses. Uh, they're you know doing something that's geared toward the defense. There's a reason that they practice for six weeks. It's so that they're better than they are now, including Jalen Hurts. And I understand he has no track record, Hurts. I understand that he has a lot to prove and that it's fair to think that a – large portion of every fan's hope that the Eagles succeed this year rests on Hertz improvement from what we all saw last year. But I also don't think you can really gauge it while it's still July. There's still six weeks to go. Whether whether he goes 12 for 16 in practice with two touchdowns or eight for 16 with two interceptions, I just don't believe we're going to be remembering that on September 11th when they, when they play Detroit. So, my message, Jody, is that everybody should chillax. All right. Let me, since you took a little bit of a shot at Elliot keeping No, I really don't want to take a shot at Elliot. I, I, I know I, you don't, but, I, but to not, make your I'm point, you have to, to at least that. point it out. Let me apologize to Elliot because no. I think I got him in trouble the other day. No, did you? Yes. No, let me apologize. Oh, my. I, I was doing the midday with uh, Joe DeCamera because uh, Richie was I, I heard out. about an hour. That was a very good show. Yes, thank you. Um, but we had Elliot on, and I asked him about how the Eagles' number one running back uh, did catching the ball out of the backfield because oh. that has been an issue with Miles Sanders. And Elliot noted that Miles Sanders ran with the twos that day, that he was not the number one running back, and that's how I categorized him. And Elliot rightfully pointed out that last year, Miles Sanders never ran with the twos. He ran with the ones every single preseason practice, and it was fairly notable that by the third practice, depending on what is or isn't a practice, depending on how little they do or don't do, but he was already taking second-team reps. Well, then yesterday, people asked Miles about it, and he got kind of huffy about yeah. it. I, I'm going to get my respect I deserve. Don't yeah. be writing stories about me being the number two back. Well, Elliot was right. If it had never happened once last year, it was of note when I asked him that. And I didn't even know I was asking him that. I was just asking about Miles <laughs> catching the ball out of the backfield. So uh, I kind of got Elliot in trouble the other day. So uh, I, if if uh, you, I feel I need to apologize to Elliot. So between the two of us, we should be good with Elliot. I'm not. I'm yeah. Okay. And I and I get that. And, and Sanders de is definitely coming in with a chip on his shoulder. And I think it's because after his rookie season. I think most of us, I certainly thought, this guy's going to be really good. This guy's going to be a special player. He was excellent as a rookie. Since his rookie season, he's kind of flattened. Uh, some of that may be system. Some of that may be, listen, he still rushes. I think his career, he's rushed for 5.1 yards a carry, which is very good. He, yep. He's a breakaway runner. His pass receiving, as you mentioned, has declined. Um, he's not always a dependable blocker. And this being his fourth year, this is the year to me that Miles Sanders either, you know, you prove it or you don't. Um, they'll use Gainwell. They'll use Boston Scott. But I think Sanders is – he's poised. I mean, it's there for him to be excellent and, and really kind of take it. He hasn't. If he's got that chip on his shoulder, whether it's against Elliott or the media or, the, you know, the world around him, I'm – I'm good with that. Actually. Yeah, feel free to run with that. Uh, pardon the pun, uh, Miles. Uh, run with it all the way to uh, a big year and a better size contract. Now he's not going to hit uh, mega millions coming off uh, this another one point two bill. No, uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, absolutely guarantee that his contract comes in below that next year, wherever it is, Philadelphia here or anywhere else. Um, but, yeah, you're going to help decide how much that next contract is going to be, Miles, by how good you play this year. And for him, a key Mac, he's got to be able to stay on the field. Last year, playing well, 5.5 yards per carry, getting the job done. Oops, here he goes, down with an injury. And Boston Scott and Jordan Howard step in, and the Eagles' running game doesn't miss a beat. Mm -hmm. They're as good as they are with without Miles Sanders. So, yes, uh, a key ability of Miles Sanders this year will be his availability. He has to stay available all 17 games. So I agree with all that. And my, the, just to finish my other point, um, I, I listen to the station, and I understand how fans like, oh, no, Jalen Hurst threw two interceptions. Like He's going to be a bust. And you listen to the station, Jody, you hear people mm -hmm. say that. 
Part of the problem is that fans don't get to go to the practices. It discriminates them. They don't see anything. They're not going to see them in preseason games at all. They don't get to watch the joint scrimmages. So the first time fans are going to see Jalen Hurts, all the others, but Hurts particularly, is when he comes out against Detroit on September 11th. And the last thing those fans saw was the total disaster against the Bucks in the playoffs. So they need, they're looking for affirmation that he's going to be better. I don't know if he is. I just don't. But I think that whatever has happened at the NovaCare practice field over the last couple of days is not going to provide the answer. Basically, I agree with you that right. too much is made of it. Now, I will say this. In part, the Eagles have to uh, – they made their bed, they got to sleep with it, in it because they are practicing less than certainly the old-school Eagle teams did, but even more importantly than other teams in the NFL are these days. They yep. are really taking this stay healthy uh, – to an nth degree by not running that many drills. So the few that they do run are going to get overstated and overanalyzed. And when Jalen Hurts has a bad day throwing the football, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Uh, is it overstated? Sure. Will people make too much out of it? You bet. But the Eagles do bring this on themselves a little bit with the way that they've decided to prep for this season. I hear that. Uh, we have a caller who wants to uh, wants to say hi to you, Eleanor in West Philly. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, Eleanor. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Um, first of all, yesterday uh, when you were welcoming Mike, that was a great show. Thank you. And uh, you had several callers that said they like Sunday morning and Saturday morning because that's where they get good information, good facts. We learn things. And I feel the same way. I was so glad I heard them say that because I feel the same way about your attended one show. But I feel the same way about Jody's nighttime show. I always feel I get a lot of good information from Jody. So your two choices are excellent. So that's to Thank you. you. I'm delighted and by it. I, I'm, I love working with Jody. I always have. I said the other day, and Jody, I hope this sounds right to you. Working with you to me is like an old pair of slippers. It's just really comfortable, and I and I enjoy yeah. it. And Mike is a new guy and interesting, and so for, and to me, it's right it, in. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I have and and just to, to get right to Jody's one of Jody's strengths is that he has his ear to the ground always. He knows things and uh, kind of before the rest of us really know. So I have a question, Jody, okay. and then I and then I have a request to you, sure. Jody. The question is. What is this about Otani saying that the Mets is his first choice if he leaves the Angels? Yeah, I, I saw that, and I was kind of surprised by it. Because remember, we're only a couple of years removed from Otani being a free agent coming over from Japan. And he could have signed anywhere he wanted. Mm -hmm. And I had heard that it was going to be San Diego because it's the closest going back to Japan. Ended up being the Angels, which is not that far from San Diego anyway. Um, but he yeah, chose the West Coast. And now all of a sudden he wants to become an East Coast guy. That does surprise me. Now, I, if you're asking me, do I think Otani will be traded by Tuesday? The answer is no. And I know he just uh, became available. The Angels just admitted they will uh, take calls on Otani. I don't think they can possibly. What are they going to do? No, Drop the down Mets to can't. quadruple A? No, the Mets can't do it because the Mets are in. The Mets are going to make the playoffs, and so Otani's going to take your two best players, right? Otani is 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 a great pitcher, is an all star pitcher and an all star outfielder or hitter anyway, and so the Mets aren't going to. You got to. I mean, well, I'm sorry, I'm kind of fumping around here. Do you think the Angels are going to want established players, or do you think the Angels are going to want prospects? And who's got enough prospects to get that guy? Mm, I think the Angels, if they do, well, as I said, I don't think they're trading him. I, I, I would bet good money against. I certainly believe there's a better chance Soto is dealt than Otani is dealt because Washington is in complete and utter rebuild mode, so they know they stink now, and they'll stink even worse when they trade Otani. The Angels still, with Mike Trout, believe they're in the mix. Now, Trout getting hurt could actually change the dynamic with his bad back. I just don't think Otani's going to be moved. The answer to your question, Glenn, is I don't think anybody's going to uh, be able to come up with the kind of package yeah, that either. the Angels are going to say yes I to. Don't, I don't either. And, you know, that franchise, man, they just wasted so much. They wasted Otani and, and 
Trout. Trout now hurt with the back thing, which is very concerning. You had two of the best, most exciting players in baseball together for several years, and you couldn't even finish 500. That's yeah, pretty they terrible. Never make the playoffs. It's yeah. ridiculous. 215 592 9494. Best caller of the day gets a $50 Shibe gift card. Jody, coming up, the um, Major League Baseball uh, Hall of Fame ballot came out this week, and my response is yawn. I'll see if. <laughs> After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, then. That's more cursing than Jason Kelsey did. Got, uh, got all the beeps in the right places, though, Mac. <laughs> At least we did. We do better covering ourselves than uh, Channel 6, I guess. Uh, oof, that was, a, that was a thing. Anyway, he's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. 215-592-9494. Brian Baldinger at 11. Coach Dick Vermeil at noon. Jody, earlier this week, the ballot came out for the baseball writers, uh, the uh, uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. And um, just so that people know that there's no confusion, it's, it's not like the Pro Football Hall of Fame where guys kind of get nominated and they go from semifinalist to finalist to whatever. It's basically if you've played 10 years in the league, you're on the ballot. That's right. it. It's automatic. So there are names on here that somebody say, like, why is R.A. Dickey on the Hall of Fame ballot? I want to Cy Young, Mac, man. He did, and he beat the Phillies all the damn time. <laughs> he used to beat the Phillies regularly. Okay. Him aside, Jody, I'm looking at the names this year, and I don't know that any of them get in. Um, I'll just give you the, the top guy. Carlos Beltran. Well, let me ask you about Carlos Beltran because he's, he's got some really good numbers. He, he hit 435 major league home runs, stole 312 bases. Um, you know, he was a very good player for a long time. I don't know that he's Hall of Fame worthy, and I will ask you, does the Astros sign stealing scandal hurt his chances if he even had chances? Yes. The first answer to your last question was yes, it hurts his chances. Uh, I would have called him a borderline guy. Serious consideration, not easily dismissive like R.A. Dickey or Aaron Hill or uh, Joaquin Benoit or some of the names that are on this list here that I don't do not believe will be on it for a second year. I do believe Carlos Beltran will be, um, but yeah, I do think the uh, cheating scandal because he played a pretty damn big part in it. We've seen that uh, the COVID era, the COVID era, excuse me, the steroid era has cost uh, Roger Clements and uh, Barry Bonds. Uh, this is a different type of cheating, but I think it will work against Beltran, yes. All right, so I don't want to go over all the rest of the names, but there's really nobody on that. I mean, Francisco Rodriguez, K-Rod, maybe. I know he's like top five in saves, but I'm not putting every decent close. He, he wasn't a great closer for a long time. I, I wouldn't consider him. Uh, is there anybody among the new guys that you would say, oh, he belongs? In a word, No. Okay. Uh, I'm taking an offer. And of the 26 new players, and this varies from year to year. Sometimes you have a year where a whole bunch of guys got 10 years in and retired in the same offseason. Sometimes it's much less than that. 26 is actually a pretty damn big number. Oh, I think 20 out of 26 will never see a second year on the battle. Agreed. On the ballot. There's Agreed. a whole bunch of guys. Enjoy your year on the ballot. Thank you for participating. Several former Phillies on there. Jason Worth, Chooch. I hope Chooch just gets one vote just for a motion. Um, Joe Blanton, okay? None of whom will appear on there. Well, I don't know. Worth get a couple of votes? Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think he's got an outside shot 
to get a second year on the ballot or okay. a third or fourth. But, but he's, he's not a Hall of Famer. That's for damn sure. No, 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 um, no. But could he hang around and uh, get enough votes to uh, maybe have a second year? Possibly. So the question is, of the guys who didn't make it in previous years, now that others have been voted in, they may have more of a shot. I don't want to debate how people vote. You know, they get 10 names and sometimes, like, why would guys vote for a guy one year and not another? But it happens. The biggest one, former Philly Scott Rowland, who got 63% last year. I'm guessing he gets in, Jody. I don't know that I consider him a Hall of Famer, but, I mean, I can't really argue against it. Here's to what, me, he's borderline. Sure, go for it. Here's what surprises me with the results from the last couple of years and, most importantly, last year. I think of Jimmy Rollins mm-hmm. as more of a Hall of Famer than Scott Rowland. I think they're both borderline guys. I don't think either one is a slam dunk that, oh, you got to get in immediately. Of course he's a Hall of Famer, and I don't think either one is, like, Carlos Ruiz, where you say, hope he gets a vote or two, just so he can say he got a vote or two, but you know he's coming off. Though They, they are where they are, and they belong where they are. But if you go by the voting, Roland's over 60%. Jimmy got less than 10 last yeah, year. Yeah, I was surprised it was that low. Again, I don't know that I think Jimmy Rollins is a Hall of Famer, so the answer should be none. But 9%, when you consider the other guys up there, Omar Vizquel got 24%. I mean, Jimmy Rollins should be getting more than 9%. I, I was very disappointed, surprised and disappointed by the amount of votes that Jimmy got last year. Now, the key is you got to stay on the ballot because we have seen enough. Scott Rollins' first year, I could go back and look it up. I don't know what it is, but sure as hell wasn't 60%. He has made a nice little increase every single year and is now the guy who got the most votes who didn't get in last year. So that gives him a chance to actually uh, I'll tell you, the, I, I just looked it up. He got 10.2% his first year, which he is similar He was 10.2% Jimmy was nine point something, nine point four. So okay. yeah, so, so it's that the same tells you Jimmy's Jimmy's not out of the out of the woods yet, just because yeah. he had a bad first year. And there's some silly writers that still to this day say I'm not voting for a guy first time in because uh, these all time great players didn't get in on the first ballot, and I can't take the chance that this player is going to get in as a first time, which is stupid and ridiculous. But we don't have enough time to discuss all that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping Jimmy's number goes up considerably this year. The other okay, um, here's the, here are the top guys: uh, Roland, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner. I, I think I'd vote for Billy Wagner. Uh, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Alex Rodriguez, and in his last ballot, Jeff Kent. So he'll get some just because it's his last time around. How many of those guys you vote for? One. Uh, which one? Take a guess. Wagner. No. A Rod. No. Okay. Well, we only got a few to go. Yeah. Rolling? And Andrew Jones. Oh, Andrew Jones. Okay. Okay. He he is as good a center fielder as I've ever seen. And I'm old enough to remember the Paul Blairs of the world who Ooh, were just phenomenal center fielders. Um, Edmund, any guy you want to name, uh, Devo White, right? Uh, I think he's as good, if not better, than anyone I've ever seen. Now, Scott Rowland is also a phenomenal fielding third baseman uh, 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 in a whole case of gold gloves that he's got on a wall somewhere in his house, I'm sure. Um, but he, I can't put him in the category with Brooks Robinson and, and even Mike Schmidt here in Philadelphia. A tremendous fielding third baseman, not in the conversation of greatest of all time. I put Andrew Jones in the conversation of greatest center fielders of all time defensively. Okay. Um, the other name that is always interesting to me, because, oh gosh, when you and I used to do the show together, we had one guy in particular who used to call, you know, Bobby Abreu was a Hall of Fame player. Bobby Abreu was going in the Hall of Fame. Look at it, all the walks, all the triples. He's the only guy with 20, 20, 100, 100. Bobby Abreu got 8.6%. Now, I was never Bobby Abreu's biggest fan. No, you weren't. Even I find that a little low, <laughs> to be honest with you. I thought he'd be in the conversation. And he's been he's been on the ballot. This is his fourth time on the ballot. So I don't think he's going to grow that flower to steal from Nick Sirianni. No, not happening. And and I was a bigger Abreu fan than you were. Well, but that's a, that's a low bar. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, he's not a Hall of Famer. So if you're not, you're not. He, we can argue and shoot. I've been doing it for 30 years. Oh, how did this guy get this percentage, but that guy get that percentage? 
either you're in or you're not at the end of the day, kind of like the Phillies last night. Were they, was it an ugly game and was it tough to watch and sloppy, whatever? Did they win or lose? They won. Either you're in the Hall of Fame or you're not. How many years hang around, what your percentage is, at some point becomes blatantly irrelevant. Bobby Abreu is not a Hall of Famer. He's a very good player. Deserves to be on the ballot for a good couple of years. Glad he is. Glad he'll probably stay on there. He's not a Hall of Famer. Ray and Ventner, uh, we got about a minute for uh, a conversation here. What do you got? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, Whatever happened to Scott Kingery? Has he fallen off the tree altogether? (laughs) You don't see anything in the paper about him. You have no idea what he's hitting. Is he? Is he even playing in, in AAA? Did, I mean, did, did, you miss, did you miss the two days he was on Philly's roster this, um, this year? Yeah, I, I, I was sleeping those days. Uh, you could have <laughs> slept through it. He actually got called up. I think it was two yeah. days, Glenn. It might have been three. I remember. I do remember he, that. He did not get into a game. Um, he is still part of the organization. He is still cashing a relatively, oh, for AAA numbers, a phenomenal uh, paycheck. Uh, yeah, he, he does he... not factor in. He is currently what hitting two oh three in Lehigh mm. Valley with four home runs in one hundred and sixty three at bats. So uh, I think well, uh, what, the, 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 the mighty have fallen, and they invested in him, and that did not work. Coming up, we are honored to talk to Odyssey Insider Brian Baldinger. Get his take on what's going on in the NFC East and beyond. Right here with Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack, now on ninety four WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.